The subject matter of tonight is Amuna, and I want to discuss Amuna in a very foundational, fundamental way. I don't, I, everyone's, everyone knows, heard about stuff about it. Everyone's, you know, everyone's an expert in Amuna, but I want to kind of look at the sources and try to really start from the ground up and try to build um, a framework for this idea and this mitzvah. And I think the most important thing to establish before we before we dig into the kind of meat and potatoes of, of the subject and how do we actually get a Muna and, and what are the various levels of a Muna, I think it's important to note that a Muna, which means faith, a Muna is a different kind of mitzvah than all others. There is a mitzvah, in fact, there are multiple mitzvahs in the Torah that are to believe in God. Now, it depends about how exactly you want to classify it. You look at the Rambam when he gives a list of what's a mitzvah, what's not a mitzvah, what are the 613? He, the first one he says, the mitzvah is Leida, Shiesham, and Lokit. You have to know that God exists. There's another mitzvah that you should not entertain the possibility of God not existing. And there's a third mitzvah not to worship other gods. Those are the only three direct mitzvahs of Amuna, which are believe this, don't believe that. Now, there's many, many mitzvahs about idolatry, which are subcategories of that mitzvah. And of course, there's mitzvahs of Amunah that relate on a positive way to our relationship with God, to love God, to fear God, Yichur Hashem, there's only one God, Kiddush Hashem, but specifically the knowledge and the belief and the faith that one God exists, directly there's only three mitzvahs. Depends how you count it. You can say one, two, or three. Yet... What is clear is that a that emuna is not just a mitzvah like any other mitzvah. It's not like a mitzvah that we have to shake a lulav on the holiday of Sukkot or to sit in a sukkah for that matter, that it's one and done. It's an isolated mitzvah. It seems very clear, and we're going to go through the sources today, that emuna is a very expansive mitzvah. Whereas maybe, maybe we could say this way, that emuna has two manifestation, two realms. There's a there's Amuna, the mitzvah itself, the limited Amuna, and then there's the expanded Amuna, which is more than just a mitzvah at 1 out of 613 or 3 out of 613. It's an idea that permeates everything about Jewish life, Jewish religion, Torah, mitzvahs, altogether. And the reason why we know that's true is because there are many sources that we're going to exa- examine today. For example... Oh, the first source to just get our feet wet here is that we know the 613 mitzvos, and if you actually count the letters of the Aseris Adibros, the Ten Commandments, you'll find out that there's 620 letters from the beginning, until the Cholasher L'Reyecha, the Ten Commandments. The Midrash tells us, Midrash in Bamidbar, Bamidraba says that this 613 level words corresponding to 613 mitzvahs, and seven corresponding to the seven days of creation. To tell you, the seven days of creation was all for the 613. But it's all encapsulated in the Ten Commandments. Moreover, Rabbeinu Sa'ad Yegoen, he writes this idea that in the Ten Commandments themselves, so ten mitzvahs, you have encapsulated within it all the mitzvahs. And in fact, he actually writes in a poem, he goes through the Ten Commandments and he essentially lists within each one of the ten mitzvahs of the Zerzadibros, which other mitzvahs fall into that category. So it's not ten isolated mitzvahs, it's ten categories of mitzvahs that include all the other 603 
i.e. Uh, besides for those. But I want to suggest, and, and, and it's not me, I want to propose, I want to demonstrate, that in fact, if you look at the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments, that already encapsulates everything. So for example, the first source here tells us, and by the way, this is how we know that this is 613 mitzvos. Darash Rabsim Gemara in Makos, he taught, Sheish Meos Veshloshes Me Mitzvos Nemel Moshe. The 613 mitzvos given to Moshe. By the way, the Chazal, the Gemara, never goes through what's considered a mitzvah and what's not considered a mitzvah. And that's why all the Rishonim, all the medieval rabbis, they spend their time, a lot of the time, like the Rambam writes a book called Sefer Mitzvah, the Book of Mitzvahs, and what he does is he writes Mitzvah 1 to Mitzvah 613, what's a mitzvah, and there are other things that are included as subcategories of mitzvahs, like the Gon, the Gon of Vilna, Vilna Gon famously said, 613 mitzvahs are categories, within each category, maybe there's a thousand other mitzvahs, which are subcategories of that mitzvah. But this is how we know that there's 613 mitzvahs, and moreover, 365 negative mitzvahs, mitzvah losase, corresponding to the days of the year, and 248 positive mitzvahs corresponding to the mm-hmm. limbs of a person. That's, that's a Gemara in Makros. Says the Gemara, how do we know that there's 613 mitzvahs? How do we know? What's the Makar? What's the source of it in the Torah? So the source is the famous verse, Torah tziva lanu Moshe. Torah was given to us by Moshe. What's the gematria of Torah? Gematria of Torah is 611. So the 611 mitzvahs given to us by Moshe, but there's two mitzvahs given to us by God. And which ones are those? Those are the first two of the Ten Commandments. Anochi velo yilcha. I'm the Lord your God. Don't have any other foreign gods. And thus, 611 plus 2 equals 613. That's the Gemara in Makos. What's surprising is that there's two of the Ten Commandments we got from God, and the last eight we actually got from Moshe. So why do we stop after two? The Gemara says in, in Shabbos, every dibur v'dibur baruch hu, every time the Almighty said a word, the people died, and they had to be revived. And they died again, and they had to be revived. Until finally they said to Moshe, that's enough, you speak to us, and uh, don't have God speak to us. They couldn't handle it. But my question is, okay, if they couldn't handle it, then stop after one. If they could handle two, why stop after two? No, I'm saying it's an, inter- it's an interesting question. Like if they, if they stopped after two because they couldn't handle, well, they couldn't handle after one, right? If they can handle two, they might as well just push, push the other, other eight. So the Marsha over there in the Gemara in, in Matos, very amazing Marsha, these two mitzvos are so ex- exhaustive that they actually incorporate all the other 630 13 mitzvahs, all the 611 mitzvahs. Thus, the Torah that we got from Moshe is really equal to the two mitzvahs we got from God and really equal to the old Ten Commandments. And thus, we can safely say that in a certain realm, we got all of the Torah directly from God because we got all the positive mitzvahs in the first of the Ten Commandments. Every mitzvah is a reflection of a muna. The reason why we wear tefillin and have a mezuzah and shake a lulav and sit in a circle, all that is because of God, i.e. So every mitzvah has its emunah component. And every losah say, every negative trans- transgression has within it an element of idolatry. Thus, what we got at Sinai from God directly was really everything. The details 
That's the 613 mitzvahs. But the core principles are only two. The positive one is amuna, believe in God. The negative one is don't have idolatry, don't repudiate that principle. And well, how do you how do you believe in God and how do you not repudiate that? Well, there's a lot of details on that. The details will leave to Moshe. This is the Marsha. By the way, I'll just give you some other interesting um, tidbits from that Marsha. The Marsha writes, just here the Gemara says, that the positive mitzvahs correspond to the limbs. The negative mitzvahs correspond to the days of the year. That's the Gemara. So which limb does Imuna correspond to? It's the heart. Just like the heart pumps blood, gives vitality and oxygen to all the other organs, so to Imuna is the one central mitzvah that emits vitality to all the other mitzvahs as well. Just like the heart is it's only one organ, yes, but it's a crucial organ because it has it overlaps with the function, with the functions of all the other organs, so to Imuna as well. So which day corresponds to don't believe in any of foreign gods, Yom Kippur, exactly. That's the, that's, that's the Maharsha. But I think the idea that I want to take from this, of course there's a lot to take from this, but I think the foundational idea is that Imuna has two faces or two facets to it. There is the mitzvah, which is, out of 613, there's two mitzvahs that say, or three mitzvahs, depends how you count, of faith. That's Emuna in the facet, which is very limited. And if, it was, if Emuna was just that, it would be a very easy discussion. It's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah of tefillin and talis and, and, and Shabbos and lots of mitzvahs that we could do. There's another one another mitzvah on its own in isolation in a vacuum called Emuna. That's one element of this discussion. But the truth is this source, and we'll see there's other sources for this as well, they indicate that Emuna is also an idea that really plays a part in every mitzvah, not just this one or this three, all 613 really stem from one idea. So that's a dramatic, because that's, that, that's why, like that we started with the principle that a moon is a different mitzvah than all others. That's just the first piece of evidence. But if you continue that Gemara in Makros on page 24a, so this one is on 20. 3b to 24a. But if you continue to read the Gemara, there's a very strange continuation of the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara says, like, to the 613 mitzvos, and then comes along King David, and he wants to change that. Ba David, vehimidon alachadasrei. David says, I don't want to have 613 mitzvos, I want to have only 11. What are the 11 mitzvos? And he gives us a whole list of mitzvos that are the 11 mitzvos of David. Now, clearly, all the commentaries say this. David, what King David is doing here is not trying to get rid of mitzvahs, saying, oh, I, I'm going to take the other 602 mitzvahs and throw them out and keep only 11 of them. What he was doing was codifying principles. There's 11 principles that apply by all, that within these 11 principles you could get all 613. In a similar way that we said the Ten Commandments are principles that encompass all 613 mitzvahs, comes along King David and he says, I have 11 principles that incorporate all 613. And the Gemara continues with a list of a whole bunch of Nevi'im, a whole bunch of prophets, one after another, that they want to simplify. Just give me the bottom line. I don't, I can't keep track of 613 different ideas. I want you to, I want you to synthesize it. I want you to synopsize it for me. Make it easy for me to understand. Oh, there's only 11 principles and each principle has within it you know, tens of subcategories, which are the 613 mitzvahs. Comes along Isaiah, Yeshaya, and he says, no, there's not 11 principles. I'll make it even easier. There's six of them. And comes along 
Micha, Maita, and Maita says, I think this is, I'm, I can make it even simpler. There's only three. Asos Mishpat, to do justice. Avas Chesed, to love kindness. Hasnei Alechas, to be modest. Those are the only three. And it goes on. And Isaiah says, I have, have even a better version. It's only two. Amos says, I'll have only one. And the Gemara concludes with the famous teaching of Chabakuk. The Gemara says, Bo Chabakuk, Chabakuk comes, the prophet Chabakuk, and he says, I have one principle. I, I can synthesize all such a thing to one. thirteen to one. This one principle that is the overarching idea of all of the 613, a tzaddik a tzaddik, a righteous person, lives with emunah. Thus, we could say, this tomorrow makes it very clear, that indeed, emunah is a mitzvah on its own, but emunah is more than just one mitzvah out of 613. It's actually the primary idea of all of the mitzvahs together. We've already seen how that works. Uh, we already see how, it, indeed, every mitzvah is a reflection of faith, but it works in both ways. Just like the faith is what I'm demonstrating when I do a mitzvah, it works the other way around as well. When I do a mitzvah, my objective, what I'm trying to gain from the mitzvah, is faith as well. What this means is, just like there's a mitzvah of faith and there's the idea of faith, those correspond to how it's reflected in a person. If I want to fulfill one mitzvah out of 613, a mitzvah of Amuna, I find out what the rules are, I fulfill the rules, mazel tov. But if I want to fulfill the idea of Amuna, I have to do 613 different things to get there. Means there's one mitzvah that, that's isolated. I do one mitzvah and I, I, I got it. And then there's one idea of Amuna that's so much more expansive. There's 613 different instructions to get to that destination. So this shows that Amuna is not a cut and dried thing. I was speaking to someone today. I said to him, why don't you come to the class tonight on Amuna? He's like, what's there to talk about? I believe in God. I don't question it. Mazel tov. And you know what? He's right. Because part of the mitzvah of Amuna that's isolated, that's just cut and dried. Whatever it is, fulfill it. But there's another kind of Amuna that is the product of 613 mitzvahs, all brings you to that. And that's why he's wrong. And that's, and that's where there's so much room for discussion. What, what, you know, that means that putting a mezuzah, but there is a mezuzah. We hate a mezuzah. It's about Amuna. We shake a lulav. It's about Amuna. We, Fasting kippah is about Amuna. We don't take the mother uh, before, uh, don't take the kids before something with the mother. That's about Amuna. Everything is about Amuna. We don't, uh, the switch parish, we start getting a whole litany of mitzvos. All the, <coughs> carbon pesach, Amuna. Uh, not to break the bone, Amuna. Everything's Amuna. There's some idea that's so much more expansive than simple faith that, as we know it. Everything, every single mitzvah yeah, that, that's, that's, of the 613, according to the Gemara, Brings us to Tzadik from Munasayich. All we know is that there's something called a Muna that's not similar to the mitzvah of Leidash Yeshama Elohim, Yeshama Tzarishon. It's much more expansive. It, it, it's connected to every single mitzvah. At least we can uh, discover that there is a notion called a Muna that's not just the mitzvah and a simple way to fulfill it. It's something that's intimately connected to every mitzvah. Every, every mitzvah. 
And thus, and also, by the way, this discussion is going to open for, before us ta'ameh mitzvah. There's a class going on here every week. What's the reason for the mitzvah? We have a Gemara that says the reason for every mitzvah is Amunah. That's what the Gemara says. I want to look at this Ramban here. This Ramban, if I've heard it, Nachmanides, this famous Ramban at the end of Parsha's bow, my grandfather of blessed memory, he used to say, every single Jew in the world needs to know this Ramban by heart. That's what he used to say. It's so critical. And I want to read it here because I think it, it is very critical and it does address our question. And this is, the end of this week's parasha, of course, the Exodus, the Yitzhak Mitzrayim, that is in this week's parasha. And at the end of this week's parasha, we have two times it says the mitzvah of tefillin. In fact, if you open up a tefillin, in the compartments, you'll see two sections from chapter 13 in Exodus, this week's parasha. Now, the Ramban is discussing that mitzvah and then he, in the middle of his... Uh, of his explication, he says like this, And now I will tell you a principle in understanding many mitzvos. And what we're going to read here, he's going to describe every mitzvah that we say, which is many mitzvos, including every Shabbos, all the holidays, many, uh, you open up the... Um, the tefillin, the mezuzah, everything says Zechitz Mitzrayim. We're always invoking Yitzhak Mitzrayim. And his question here essentially is, why is it such a critical event that we always have to reference with doing all mitzvahs, especially even Shabbos. Shabbos, what does that do with Yitzhak Mitzrayim? Shabbos is God created the world. Why are we always having this touch point with Yitzhak Mitzrayim? So remember, his premise is, I'm going to tell you a principle in many mitzvahs, not all of them, but many and he starts off with a history of idolatry. And he says like this, From the times of Enosh, people started having problems with Amuna. Mehem kofun be'ikr. Some people reject it flat out. Don't believe in any Amuna. They say the world's been on forever. Olam Kadmon. That's one kind of heresy. And there's another kind of heresy. Makhishim They say God exists, but he doesn't know. He's not aware of everything that happens. And a third kind of heresy, says the Ramban, People that admit that God knows, but they reject that God is involved. You don't believe that God is involved in our lives. Then there cannot be reward and punishment. And of course, a foundation of our belief is that there's reward and punishment. Four out of Rambam's 13 principles of faith relate to reward and punishment. So if you don't believe that God cares is evolved at all with our, with our world, that's another realm of heresy because you're rejecting those principles. So there's three kinds of heresy. That's been around for a long time. So what changed? So he gives us an amazing history. So what's the role of Yitzhak Mitzrayim? This is this week's parasha. What happens now? Uh, how, do we, how do we squelch the heresy? When God desires a group of people or an individual, He will do a miracle. God will do a miracle. The rules of nature, the rules of physics will be suspended. And when the rules of nature are suspended, when the people are crossing through the through the through the sea and the waters are split, when the when the, all the water turns into blood, and when all all the plagues that happened in the land of Egypt. When those things happen, what becomes clear? All those various heresies are uh, dissipated. 
because the miracle, that demonstrates unequivocally that the world has a God who's mechacha, who's constantly renewing it, is also aware of what's happening, and is overseen, and capable. All that is proven by a miracle. And when that miracle is foretold by a, by a prophet, and you will learn also the truth of Nevoah. Thus, when a miracle happens, you learn not only about the truth of prophecy, but you also learn unequivocally and undeniably, incontrovertibly, you learn that God is in control, God's aware, God has knowledge, God is capable of everything. So thus, a miracle, especially the ones in Egypt, those are establishing faith for everyone who was able to perceive it. Uh, and therefore, and he votes several psukim, the verse says, with all the miracles, and this is this week's last week's parasha, the miracles will prove that I, I exist. To show that God's evolved. We're not on our own. You should know the miracle will prove that God is, exists. Uh, and additionally, all these absurdum, all these verses in, in these parshas, because they're saying the miracles, they prove faith. So that God's able to. He has dominion over everything. Nothing stopping him. And all these things, the Egyptians didn't believe in it. They believe, the Egyptians had heresy and all these variants of heresy comes along the miracles and they are witnesses. And now, the, now there's faith, abundant faith available for everybody. So at the Exodus, the, this was a complete lessons of faith. They, they, they learned that God was in control, God exists, God has the power, God has the knowledge, God's aware, God's capable. All those things they learned, previously they didn't believe it, now they believe it. But how do you perpetuate that? How do you pass that forward? I believe, well, how am I going to believe tomorrow? Ubavur. What's going to be? Someone says to me today, I wasn't in Egypt. Split the bayou for me and I'll believe it. Some people actually say that. But the rule is God's not, not going to... Anyway. It's not true, first of all, of course, but God doesn't capitulate and say, oh, because someone wants a miracle, every kofir, every heretic, or every rush, every sinful person wants a miracle, I'm going to right away do a miracle for them. So how do we perpetuate this onward? Therefore, in order to perpetuate this faith, he instructs us, we have to make a signpost and a remembrance to what we saw. We should transmit this matter to our descendants, and they'll pass it on, and that will continue to be perpetuated. All the mitzvahs that we have today, with regard that we say with regard to them, those are touch points that we have with those events. We're recalling the miracles that were seen by our ancestors. We're reenacting them, so to speak, in our memories and our collective spiritual consciousnesses. And therefore, we are perpetuating that faith forward. So if you ask me a question, the mitzvah, what's the purpose of the mitzvah of Passover? Well, we see how very easily that's correlated to faith. Because the entire mitzvah, says the Ramban, every mitzvah that we say, it's a remembrance for Egypt, what happened in Egypt, i.e. the faith that we learned by the miracles of Egypt.
And he gives examples. He says, If you eat chametz on Passover, you get cut off from the Jewish people. You get a spiritual death sentence. Someone eats. Why? Well, what's the big deal? You eat a sandwich. That's a big deal. Who's harmed? The answer is, is that this, this is how we have a muna through this mitzvah. Someone is saying, I don't want that muna. Okay, you cut yourself off from the Jewish people. And that's why he says, Bazi a Pesach, if you abandon the Passover, you don't fulfill the Passover, uh, sacrifice from Pesach, you too get chorus. Why? Because that is a mitzvah of having the touch point with faith of yesteryear to relive in your imagination the miracles that brought clarity to the various areas of heresy that were present that proved unequivocally and undeniably that the Almighty exists and, and Amuna on all those levels. If someone rejects that, they get chorus. And that's why he gives more examples. We have to bind this to our arm and, and our head. Every day, you put on tefillin, says the Rabban, what you're supposed to be reenacting is the plagues of Egypt and the miracles of Egypt. We have to, this is so important to us. We have to actually take a string and wrap it to our head to finally get it. And wrap it to our arm to get it. And put it in every door to remember it. It, it's, it's, we're liable to forget about it because we're in a world that is optimized and engineered to make us forget it. And therefore, we have to put reminders and signposts all over our world to remember or else we will forget it. And that's why we put on a sutra, as he says. There's many examples of this mitzvos that are, are zeich, remember it's for, for, for leaving Egypt. All this is to remind us of the miracles and we shouldn't forget them. And there should not be a, a an opening for someone who is inherited to reject God. And he says, if you do any mitzvah, you're right away linking yourself back to that faith. So indeed, the Ramban is actually giving us a lot of headway in our pursuit. We can now see, at least according to what he's saying over here, how many, many, many mitzvahs probably hundreds of mitzvahs that are related in some way or shape or form to leaving Egypt. And we reference it back to Egypt, how it directly correlated to bringing us to faith. Because what brought us initially to faith was the miracles of Egypt. What keeps us in touch with that faith? The miracles that reference that. Thus we could see, and this is indeed the way he starts off, and I bolded this. This is a tam bemitzvos rabos. This is a reason for many mitzvos. It's not all the mitzvos. It's many mitzvos. All the mitzvos that it says the Zechazim Yisraim are these. And I want to finish the last line here. Because there, the last line, he actually expands this to include all the mitzvos. Oh. All the mitzvos, all every single mitzvah, the minor ones, the major ones, all of them are very precious. For every hour someone does a mitzvah, they admit to the existence of God. And this is I bold as well. And the intention of all the mitzvos entirely, we should believe in God, to thank Him that He created us. That's the purpose of creation. There's no other purpose of the creation, only that we should know that God exists, and we should thank Him, and praying, and going to pray, and and everything, all that is to achieve faith. So the Rabban says, he explains to us how many mitzvos bring us to faith, and then he says, his last line is that every mitzvah is correlated to faith and in line with our Gemara. So I think the takeaways from today is that when we talk about emuna, we have to understand precisely what we're talking about. We could be talking about three mitzvos that are cut and dried, isolated mitzvos out of 613. 
that is much simpler, even though that's not so easy, but it's much simpler than what we actually, you know, than the more expansive version, which is every single mitzvah is in some way, shape, or form connected to Muna. And how we do that and how that all, all works, we're going to have to look uh, next week.